Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Shira Showdown, and I feel so much better than yesterday. I took a nice nap, took a nice hot shower, and I feel nice and refreshed now. My hands feel so much better. And I'm ready to get started on today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 4, Stranded, which is also another really interesting episode. And we are actually going to be introduced with some new characters. I love when new characters come in, and it's the perfect time for it. So yeah, let's get started. And before we get started, you guys know that we're going to have a question of the day, so I'm going to come back to you when I have the results and let's see what our question is. Okay guys, so we're back and I have the results for the question of the day and today's question is from my sister Juliana. That's right. Um, So today's question from my sister Juliana is... Are we going to be getting a backstory from Adora? We know that um, Adora is the first one, and uh, she came from the first one's colony in a portal. And, you know, she went through a shadow dimension, and she was just left as an abandoned baby on Etheria. But we want to know more about where she really came from, you know, like who her family was, her parents, relatives friends maybe like i don't know back when she was a child or what it was like before she was born and my personal thoughts and opinions if we're going to get a backstory from adora i mean it could happen um people are expecting a backstory from catra that's something that a lot of people want to see but we also want to see a bit of a backstory from adora and Maybe if Adora um, learns more about her past, she will um, be open to these new uh, possibilities and, you know, discover maybe new ways that she can uh, maybe use to defeat Horde Prime. I mean, more about her, where she came from. And we know that the first ones faced Horde Prime, um, you know, in the past thousands of years ago. And, um, obviously, uh, they were tyrants. They were just as much tyrants as Horde Prime is. And I honestly feel like in this season, we are going to be getting a lot of backstory from the characters. I feel like it would have, it would be a really good idea to actually do that because this is the final season and this is also not much of a season of it is an ongoing war, but it's more about the characters sort of finding themselves and we get to see more um, of um, how the characters are going and through the characters' perspective and how they feel through all of this and, you know, their personal lives. And we get to see um, this series, you know, this season is more about the characters than it is the actual plot. And to be honest, I really do want to see a backstory from Adora just as much as I want to see a backstory from Catra. I mean, could you imagine that? Like, honestly. Um, and there's definitely going to be a turning point in the series where 
um, obviously the characters sort of find themselves. We know that Catra um, from last episode, we know that the turning point from Catra was in season five, episode three, Corridors. And that was, you know, that point where she was like, you know, I need to do one good thing in my life. And maybe we're going to get reach a turning point for Adora. And maybe Adora is going to, you know, sort of find out who she truly is and you know is she really um you know she's more than just you know Shira, and we want to see more about you know her past life her parents you know who were her parents and uh you know what do they look like what do they do you know like maybe like a flashback in their early life and that would be a great thing that you know maybe noel stevenson and the other directors could talk about adding so that's a great question and i hope to get more questions soon okay guys so we're back and it's time to get to the main event and that is season five episode four stranded so where did we leave off we left off with Bo and Adora, you know, Bo, uh, you know, in Trapta and Adora. They um, uh, got a message from Katra, and Katra finally does that one good thing in her life and sends over Glimmer um, so that, you know, Adora uh, won't do something stupid and get killed by Horde Prime and whatever. And they go into space, and Bo gets Glimmer, and they're all happy, you know, they're all back together again so that is where we end off and we also end off you know Katra it's not looking so great for Katra she um betrayed Horde Prime and Horde Prime said you know you have you know used to me yet and obviously I think Katra is going to play a very critical role in his plan you know to get Adora and you know take Shira so with that being said, let's dive into today's episode. So I just, you know, was watching the episode and it was so, I was so like, you know, excited to, you know, like rewatch it again. I kind of forgot some stuff and it was kind of like watching it again, kind of like, you know, I had to refresh my memory. So we return after, you know, Bo retrieves Glamour from space and they're all, you know, hugging, really happy. And then we see Bo's expression change. His expression doesn't look happy and, you know, secure and safe anymore. It turns into, like, an angry and kind of, like, smug expression and um, a very distant look, and he just kind of, like, gets off and kind of moves away. And this is because he's still mad, you know, he's still angry at what Glimmer did, and it's it's kind of like all, uh, he thinks, you know, it's, uh, it's all her fault, you know, because of the heart of Etheria and how she treated Bo and, uh, Adora, you know, back on Etheria in season four. He's still mad and it doesn't really look like he's in the mood to deal with her right now. And, uh, yeah, Adora is still confused as to why, you know, Katra saved Glimmer and saved them all. And, um, uh, Glimmer said, you know, like, she wanted to do that one good thing in her life. And then Glimmer says, Katra was, you know, Katra did that for Adora. 
and Adora immediately Adora's facial expression is in total shock, confusion, you know, in confusion, and she's trying, um, you know, she's displaying emotions of sadness and grief, you know, and she sighs, and she just sits down with Glimmer, obviously, and Glimmer is so guilty, you know, about how she treated Bo and Adora, and, you know, uh, when she's about to apologize, you know, both of them, the ship begins, you know, lurch around and sort of, like, shake around. And Bo, make, you know, as an excuse, goes to check on Entrapta. And when Adora's about to leave, you know, Glimmer starts to tear up. And just before she leaves, she begs her Adora for forgiveness. She grabs her hand. She's crying. Adora, you know, comforts her. She squeezes her tight and gives her that super big hug. You know, it's not your fault. It's okay. And there's nothing that's going to separate us again. And, you know, that that moment sort of, you know, uh, gave Glimmer that sort of comfort that she needed. And because, you know, Bo was obviously still mad and upset, you know, getting that comfort and recognition from Adora really, um, you know, took her mind off things. So the ship starts to shake again. And Entrapta pops up on the monitor screen, you know, where Adora and Glimmer are. And she's, you know, going to tell them what's up. So, you know, Bo says that they're low on fuel crystals, and uh, the fuel crystals, you know, they need it to power their ship. But, you know, uh, luckily, Darla and Entrapta, um, they located a planet that has a natural supply of them. So they're going to go to that planet and get some of the fuel crystals. So Entrapta sets a course for the planet, and she makes it seem like so easy, you know, like, all you have to do is fly through the rocky atmosphere and gingerly land on the hard, uh, crystally surface, and, um, then she literally just puts the ship in full speed and jerks it forward, and, you know, like, they're all in for a bumpy ride, it's obviously not gonna be, uh, smooth sailing from here, and, uh, now... Uh, we transition to what is happening on Etheria. Let's see what our friends on Etheria are up to. Because obviously, they too uh, need a little bit of time on, on on record, on camera. So, everyone back on Etheria and the Rebellion, you know, they're getting ready to bet. They're getting ready for bed, blowing up the campfires, going inside their tents. You know, Scorpio's like, you know, we all need our beauty rest so that we can defeat Horde Prime. You know, Scorpio is so nice. Just a nice person. And, but, you know, Scorpius is quickly distracted when she notices Swift when he's all alone and he's staring, you know, at the night sky. And, you know, Scorpia um, asks him what he's doing. And when he says, you know, Swift when says he's on watch patrol and whatever, you know, making sure that, you know, none of the Horde, Horde, uh, Horde Primes, you know, clones or bots come near. And Scorpia immediately knows that he's lying because he, he's... Uh, Swiftwind continuously says he's on night patrol ever since Adora left and uh, uh, Scorpia, you know, is not hesitating, you know, to call him out on it. And Swiftwind gets a bit nervous and insecure, you know, when she asks him if he can, if, you know, she can take over for the night and he's embarrassed to tell her, you know, what's really going on. So Scorpia says, you know, you know, you can trust me and whatever. And of course you can trust Scorpia. But uh, Scorpia was about to spill a little secret. And she was like, Kyle, you know, one time Kyle told me he had a crush on Rohelio. And then she just literally paused and she was going to say Kyle had a crush on Rohelio. Um, which uh, is not really a good secret to tell right now. So, yeah. 
so Scorpius says, you know, you can trust me, and she said, and, uh, you know, like, you can trust me, tell me anything, I won't laugh at you, and then, Swiftwind says, you know, like, I've been trying to, uh, contact Adora, you know, like, um, you know, cause Swiftwind and, uh, Shira and Adora, they have this special, like, sacred bond where they're able to, you know, like, feel each other's thoughts and whatever, and, um, you know, um, he, you know, Swift wanted to try to contact her, you know, give her a daily update, you know, a report on what's happening. And even though she isn't sheer anymore, he thought that, you know, their sacred bond might still be there. He, he wasn't giving up hope and he's frustrated because he's not able to, you know, feel her. And each time he tries, he fails. Like he picks, he picks a spot in the night sky and thinking, you know, maybe it's Mara's ship and it's not. And Scorpia tries to cheer him up, you know, just talking, laughing. And then, you know, he feels so comforted by his presence, you know, they, she just leans in and closes his eyes, you know, and they just give each other this nice hug, and they're just under the night sky. It's, like, so, like, Swiftwind and Scorpia are such a good pair, like, they both have such a positive attitude, and they both actually, they both actually love to sing, they have a positive attitude, they're always, like, happy and whatever, and they actually mentioned that in Season 5, Episode 1, um... Yeah, so you should actually go watch that if you want to uh, see a little bit more of a backstory. So, now we're going to transition back to what's going on with Adora, Glimmer, Bow, and Entrapta. So, they finally set foot on the planet, and they're a bit shocked when they see that, you know, it's all reduced to ash. Like, there's nothing on the planet. No colors, no nothing, just ash and rubble. And, you know, it, it it doesn't really look like a good sign that there are a lot of fuel crystals nearby. They, they soon realize that this planet was destroyed by Horde Prime. You know, um, Glimmer spots an old broken down spire in the distance, one of Horde Prime spires, which is the first wave of his invasion. And they get so scared because this is what's happening on Etheria right now. And that's so scary to think that your home planet is going to be, like, reduced to ash. That's, like, it just, like, got burned. That, that was horrible. And um, Glimmer, you know, says, you know, it's all my fault. And, you know, this is all my fault if I hadn't. And then immediately, Bo, nastily, he, he just cuts her off. And he's like, yeah, you know, it um, because you activated the heart of Etheria, you know, we wouldn't be in the situation if you didn't activate the heart, and Glimmer has this regretful and guilty look on her face, and she feels, you know, like, very regretful and guilty at what she did, and, um, then, you know, to just end the conversation, Bo says he's picking something up on his tracker pad, and Trapta says she's gonna stay behind to spend some quality time with Darla. She has, like, this evil scientist genius look on her face, and then she grabs out all these sharp tools from, uh, out of nowhere. You know what? I've always wondered, where does Entrapta get the tools? They just pop out of her hair or something? I have no clue. But, you know, obviously she was gonna do a lot of testing on Darla. So, yeah. And, um... Bo says that they're looking for an extremely rare pink crystal called Thulite, 
and Glimmer tries to cheer everyone up, you know, um, you know, they're pretty doubtful that they're gonna find outdoors, like, you know, like, there's not really anything here, like, not a lot of color anywhere, there's not a lot of pink or any other color, and Glimmer tries to cheer them up by saying, you know, we're the best friend squad, guys, and, you know, we're, we're great at quests, you know, she's like, right, Bo? Because, you know, she was trying to, like, make things better between her and Bo, and Bo isn't even in the mood to talk to Glimmer, and he disregards her go- her comment and, like, pretends, like, he didn't even hear her, and he's like, yeah, sure. Like, he doesn't even care. Glimmer assumes that, you know, he's still mad at her, and Adora says that, you know, Bo missed her so much, and that he was hurt by everything she said. Adora quickly pauses before she finishes that sentence, and she retracts the statement so that Glimmer doesn't feel like, you know, it's her fault, and she doesn't feel guilty. And she says that, you know, he was so focused on rescuing her that he was never able to work out all of his personal stuff. So Glimmer asks Adora for advice on what she should do, and Adora's surprised because Bo usually handles the friendship stuff, and Adora is, you know, usually the punch your feelings out stuff, and, uh, you know, just about when Adora is about to, you know, give Glimmer some, uh, advice, um, the ground begins to crumble underneath Bo, and Glimmer quickly rushes to push him out of the way, um, but, you know, the ground starts to crack under Adora, and she falls into a cavern, you know, this underground crystal cave system, so that's where all the crystals were, so Adora says, um, she makes it down there, and they say, you know, are you okay, Adora? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And then Adora's like, see, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm gonna go follow it. And then Bo, Bo starts freaking out. He's like, don't go towards the light. And then she's like, it's not that kind of light. <laughs> like, that was so funny. Um, yeah, please, Adora, don't, don't, don't go to that type of light. Um, and, you know, um, while she goes down that tunnel of light, uh, Bo and Glimmer are going to try to find another way in. Now we're gonna go back to Etheria. It's another peaceful night on Etheria, and Swiftwind is giving Adora, you know, another update on what's been going on. He starts off, he's kind of, like, narrating his own little story. This is pretty cool. Uh, he says, you know, a lot of people have been looking for Adora, and... You know, because of the bounty that Horde Prime placed on her. But Perfuma and Scorpia handled it. And, um, then, drones, um, I, you know, um... So, a group of drones tried to attack the mountain colonies near Drill, which is in Trapta's castle. But Mermista and Frosta took care of them. And back at camp, Shadow Weaver was still trying to convince the others to use magic to discover Horde Prime's weakness and ulterior motives. But Frosta, uh, King Micah, and Mermista, like, they're turning it down. Like, they don't want any part of it. They're like, they, they just, they just don't want to hear it anymore. And because everyone was, like, so on edge, Seahawk, Seahawk was like, he decided to do this little, like, entertainment, uh, adventure thing, but it sucked. And they're like, make it stop. <laughs> and, you know, um... You know, Swiftwind wishes Adora the best, and even though it might be a waste of time trying to reach her, you know, everyone's trying to be supportive, and everyone thinks it's useless that he's trying to contact her, but he's, he still hasn't given up hope. And, uh, yeah, now we're gonna transition back again to, um, back to the Crystal Cavern. Adora, you know, she's roaming through the Crystal Cavern, and she is curious, you know, when she discovers footprints on the floor, and then every and then suddenly, you know, everything goes dark. And out of nowhere, Adora is attacked 
uh, by a group of uh, three people. And they call themselves the Star Siblings. And after they continuously battle, you know, they're like, uh, are you part of the Horde? Like, do you work for the Horde? And, you know, and Adora's like, Adora, you know, keeps on yelling at them. Like, are you working for the Horde and whatever? And they're like, you know, no. Are you working with the Horde? And then she's like, yeah, well, I used to work with the Horde, but not anymore. And she's like, it's complicated. And then they're like, what's complicated? So, you know, they just keep on fighting and hitting each other. And then they're like, Adora's like, uh, like, um... Um, I think one of the siblings, he was like, you know, do you, uh, serve Horde Prime or not? And then he, uh, she's like, no. And then Adora's like, you know, do you serve Horde Prime? And he's like, no. And he's like, let's stop hitting each other. Like, they were, like, hitting each other for a while. Oh, God. And, um, you know, eventually they become, um, friends. So, uh, Bo and Glimmer are trying to find a way into the Crystal Cave. And this is... Uh, a great opportunity this is like a great opportunity for glimmer to try and you know reconnect with Bo and maybe try to you know apologize and just work things out and she brings up um that she really misses teleporting you know um and she remembers that when she finally you know learned how to teleport her and Bo you know like teleported all around Etheria and Bo smiles because he remembers this and he says that, you know, like, um, uh, Glimmer's Aunt Cassispella, you know, she hated it. And Glimmer was like, y- y- he was like, yeah, but, you know, we'd always teleport just before she caught us. And Bo and Glimmer enjoyed sharing their good memories together. And they were having fun. And Bo was actually feeling better. And just before, Bo felt so comforted around her. He was about to, you know, touch her on the shoulder. And then he paused. And he felt... You know, like, I can't do this. Like, I have to stay mad at her because she deserves it. And, and but in reality, Bo wanted to share those moments with her. And Bo, Bo doesn't want to be mad at Glimmer. He just feels like he has to because what she did was unforgivable. And uh, Glimmer is hurt when he, um, uh, when he goes back to being angry at her. And she was just so close to reaching him. And he just closed back all of his walls again. And, you know, that was her... That was her one chance, and it just got messed up. And uh, Adora and the Star Siblings uh, sit around the campfire, and um, to make Adora feel more welcome, Starla, one of the Star Sisters, offers her some of their uh, food supply, uh, which Tall Star uh, was not happy about. Adora literally devours the bowl of food because she's like so hungry. She's like ah. <laughs> After, you know, they probably introduce themselves to each other, the siblings, um, they tell Adora, you know, that once they get the fuel crystals, they're gonna get as far away from Horde Prime as possible, and, you know, Adora says that she's looking for the pink crystals as well, and Jewelstar says they're almost impossible to get to, because, you know, um, they're in the center of, you know, this cave, which is falling apart. And, um, you know, because of the earthquakes, Adora says that she has to get them so she can get back to Etheria and stop Horde Prime from destroying her planet. But when the star siblings, uh, hear this, they, they, they tell her, like, if Horde Prime's already on your planet, you know, it's done, you know, like, it's too late and you're, you're not gonna be able to save it. And, um, 
And they give Adora some advice and they tell her to run far away like they're trying to do. But Adora is de- obviously, Ad- Adora doesn't give up so easily. She's determined to save her home. She tells them that she's part of a rebellion. And once her friends find her and they get the fuel, she's going to face Horde Prime and stop him. Starla is amazed by her bravery and she gets even more excited when Adora invites them to join the rebellion and fight back. But obviously, her two older siblings, Tall Star and Jewel Star, say that, you know, like, what were you thinking? Why do you think we're on this planet in the first place if we're trying to get away? Like, we can get killed. And we've already, you know, like, lost so much at the hands of Horde Prime. Then, when Tall Star and Jewel Star continue to doubt that Adora can stop Horde Prime, she said that she used to be stronger. But obviously, you know, what she means by stronger, she means, you know, Shira. And, um, you know, she doesn't dive so deep into that topic because, you know, it's really complicated to explain. Adora and, um, Adora also says that Horde Prime has someone on his ship, and obviously that someone is Katra, and that she needs to save her and stop Horde Prime. And, you know, uh, Jewel Star's like, you know, if your friend is on his ship, she's already gone. You know, no one stands up to Prime and, uh, gets away with it. And, you know, Adora's like, well, she's not really my friend. You know, Katja's tried to kill me multiple times. You know, she used to be my friend. You know, it's complicated. And obviously, this um, tall star's like, I think everything is, like, pretty complicated with you, Adora. And it is. Like, Adora's in a point in her life where just things are, like, all over the place. Her relationship with Katra, stopping Horde Prime, and blah, blah, blah. Her issues with not being able to summon Shira anymore, you know, the broken sword of protection, blah, like, there's just a lot of stuff that she needs to resolve. So she, she starts, um, going on into her and Catra's relationship, and she says it's complicated, and seeing as she doesn't know what a relationship with Catra is yet, you know, she doesn't know yet, because, you know, one minute she's trying to kill her, they're best friends, now what is she doing, trying to save Glimmer, you know, but she still has hope that, you know, she's a good person. Jewel Star feels sorry for Adora because he knows that no one, you know, can stand up to Horde Prime and survive. And he says, you know, Catra's gone. Like, it's no, there's no point in going back for her. And the other Star, you know, Star siblings, uh, Tall Star and Starla, are also sad as well. And they feel a great sadness. Um, and then Adora hears some voices in the distance, and we can obviously see that it's Bo and Glimmer, and, uh, you know, obviously the star siblings point their weapons at their faces, and, you know, she's like, you know, there's just Bo and Glimmer, and, you know, they're my friends. So the cave begins to shake, and obviously, um, you know, there's lots of tremors, and after Adora introduces the star siblings to, you know, Bo and Glimmer, she comes up with a plan to get the crystals, and, um... So, um, because the Star Sisters know where the crystals are, they can work together to get them. Then, out of nowhere, Entraptor shows up, and Tallstar's like, How many of you are there? And Entraptor's like, Several. <laughs> and, and then, you know, um, uh, Entrapta tells them, like, Guy, um, you know, me and Darla, um, you know, uh, created an algorithm to predict the tremors or whatever. So, it's like seismic activity going on. They're like, Yeah, we, we know, we can tell. And, um, yeah, so she says that, you know, um, uh, we're running out of time, you know, before the really big, uh, tremor hits. So, um, as they're, um, uh, heading towards the center of the cave, the star siblings, you know, they try to come up with a plan to get the fuel crystals. And when, uh, you know, Glimmer can obviously tell 
that they have a really strong, you know, bond and connection to each other. And she kind of feels, you know, this, um, she kind of relates to this, um, you know, and she wishes that she could have that right now with Bo, but obviously things aren't working the way that she wants them to. And, you know, Tallstar says, you know, growing up under the threat of Ford Prime, you know, does that to you. You, go, you become, like, really close. And this makes Glimmer want to reconnect with Bo even more. You know, but when she tries again, you know, Bo just completely ignores her and just starts moving along. And I feel so bad for Glimmer, you know, like, at least Bo should give her a chance. I understand why Bo's mad, but, you know, at least give her a chance to, you know, talk and just, like, listen to what she has to say. So they finally reach the center of the cave um, where the fuel crystals are, but they have to get past the wide and treacherous uh, um, chasm that's separating them from the other side. And Starla says, you know, it's getting wider and wider, you know, it's getting worse and it's falling down, you know, faster than it should. And and Trappa said that they have to move quickly before the big tremor hits. And Adora comes with a plan um, in order to, you know, get across. There was this big, um, crystal column, so they knock it over to create a bridge. So, you know, they use all their strength to push the column over the, the, the chasm, and it works. So as they rush across, their only exit was about to be sealed off by, you know, the falling crystals. But Adora and Tallstar rush over to hold it steady. The rest of them get across, and suddenly, the ground, you know, splits, and Glimmer was, uh, stuck on the other side near the fuel crystals. Bo tells Glimmer, you know, to jump in his arms, but Glimmer's determined to get those crystals. You know, she's gonna prove, um, that she can do it, even after Bo tells her it's too risky. Glimmer tells him to trust her, and he does, which is a very significant in the reconstruction of the relationship. You know, Bo needs to learn to trust Glimmer again so that they can rebuild a relationship and earn trust again. Because, obviously, right now, there's not a lot of trust and friendship going on there. So, as Glimmer makes her way up towards the fuel crystals, the rest of the group is trying to keep the bridge stable so that they can get back to the other side. But Jewelstar's axe won't be able to hold the column for long. So as Adora and Tallstar hold up the mass of crystals so the exit isn't, you know, blocked off, Entrapa says that they're out of time and they have to hurry now before the entire cave breaks apart. I mean, that's a lot of pressure, you know, the, the, the clock is ticking. I mean, obviously, they don't not want to, uh, that would be, like, such a terrible fate to just, like, die there. And Glimmer continues to climb up the crystals, and she gets to the fuel crystals, and she tries to, you know, stay strong and not give up, and, you know, eventually she makes it, and she reaches the top, she sees the fuel light, and, you know, she just starts grabbing it and, uh, collecting it. So, um... And obviously, Jewelstar's axe can't hold the columns anymore. And Bo ties one of his arrows to the axe so that they have enough time to get across. But Glimmer hasn't, you know, come back yet with the crystals. So Bo has to stay behind and wait. And he reassures Tallstar and um, Starla and Jewelstar that they're going to be right behind them. And Jewelstar and Starla have this, like, very worried and uh, look on their face. Like, you know, is this going to end badly like it did all the other times? And Adora and Tallstar, they can't hold the heavy weight of the crystals anymore. And Tallstar, you know, she starts breaking. She's obviously a robot. And, you know, her her little bolts start breaking off. Everything just starts falling apart. Adora 
you become so overwhelmed with emotion. She's like, you know, I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to leave any of my friends behind. We're all in danger. And in that moment of desperate, you know, need, Adora, Adora just uh, starts glowing. And you know what happens when she starts glowing. That's like, it's Shira just came back and we saw the reflection of the crystals. We saw Shira's face and we see that Shira, uh, judging by her face, got a little bit of a glow up. We see that Shira has a ponytail now and that it's like, it looks so different. And just judging by her face, like, oh my god, she looks so pretty. And we see Shira appearing in the glowing light and everyone is just looking at her in total shock. And, um, you know, like, we didn't expect that to happen and it just did. And, um, you know, then Glimmer slides down the crystals and into Bo's arm. She has the light, and they're ready to go. They were about to cross the bridge. When Bo's rope obviously broke, I mean, obviously something terrible was going to happen. So Bo's had another, you know, Bo was like, you know, are you ready to try something that's probably not going to work? And Glimmer's like, always. You know, like, just like the best friend squad. This is probably, like, such a cute moment. So Bo tied another arrow to the ceiling of the cave. And, uh, him and Glimmer, you know, they swung across, you know, barely making it out alive. So, uh, as the cave crumbles, they just barely make it out. And the star siblings can't get over what happened to Adora. They're, like, talking about her and what happened in the cave. They think that because she possesses, you know, magic powers, you know, magic hasn't been seen in the universe in, you know, centuries, that she actually might have a chance at defeating Horde Prime. And um, they decide to join the rebellion. Now that the ship is all fueled up, you know, they're ready to go. But Glimmer is not going to give up. She tries to talk to Bo again. At first, she try, you know, at first, Bo tries to ignore her. And Glimmer calls him out, you know, I know you're still mad at me. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop and try to make things better, you know. Um, uh, Glimmer admits, you know, the heart of it, you know, um, me using the heart of a theory was a mistake. And, you know, when you're ready, I'm always going to be there for you. And when Bo hears this, he, you know, uh, grabs Glimmer's hands and tells her, okay. Like, he just looks at her with the biggest smile and tells her, okay. And Glimmer's eyes just start to sparkle and they go wide-eyed. And obviously, this means that the relationship is starting to come back together. And he was, you know, ready to accept her apology and be there. On the other hand, Bo and Glimmer, they know something's wrong with Adora. You know, she's just standing there with a sad expression on her face. And when they ask her what's up, you know, she says, like, I know this is going to sound crazy and dangerous. And I know Catra's our enemy and she's done a lot of bad things, you know, hurt a lot of people. But, and when she's about to say that, Glimmer just grabs her and she's like, you know, uh, she know she immediately knows that, you know, you want to go back for her. And Adora has a sad expression on her face and she nods and she's like, you know, she it, it looks, you know, she's has her, her mouth is like trembling, you know, she's about to cry. And she says that, you know, she can't just leave her there and that, you know, she has to try, you know, she can't give up on her. And, you know, Glimmer agrees. And she says that, you know, Catra sacrificed herself to save me and, you know, whatever you need to do, I'm with you. So, all three of them, this was so cute. Uh, they did the best friend squad hug and, you know, like, we're gonna do this, you know, best friend squad style. It was so cute. It was so cute. And so, back on Etheria, Swiftwind is still on watch patrol 
trying to contact Adora, and then his horn begins to glow, so he abruptly gets up, waking Scorpion, and like, Scorpion's like, what's going on? And Scor- and uh, Swiftwind, um, he's like, such in shock and surprise, and he's like, he's like, I feel her, you know, Shira's back. Shira is back, and that is where the episode ends, where Swiftwind can sense Shira, and now that shows that, um, you know, Shira's back. Obviously, they weren't going to go through all of season five, and Shira was, I mean, the show is called Shira and the Princesses of Power, so obviously, we couldn't go along without getting Shira, and Shira got a glow up. We haven't seen the full outfit, but we just see her face. And I see a ponytail, and I saw a poof. You guys all know Adora's signature poof, and uh, it's finally there. And judging by the, the you know, the face, the new look on Shira's face, you know, how her hair is and whatever, her crown and everything like that, um, obviously, we can see that it, it fits her personality better, you know? It just, like, it resonates Adora. The, the hair poof, the ponytail, it, it, it just, like, you know, it's just, like, so adorable. I can tell it's adorable right off the bat. And that concludes our episode, Season 5, Episode 4, Stranded. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It was definitely shorter than yesterday's episode, which was an hour and a half long. But I'm just telling you, Corridors was a real dramatic episode. And uh, the I think the only reason that this episode wasn't really that long is because we did not see any Catra scenes you know any horde prime ship or catcher scenes and i think they're gonna save that for one of the bigger episodes coming up which is season five episode five save the cat which i'm going to be recording next saturday so stay tuned for that because that episode is even more intense than corridors and i thought corridors was intense when i was first watching you know the episodes i was like oh my god and then when i see save the cat oh but I'm not going to spoil anything for you. You guys should just go on Netflix right now. Uh, watch Shira and the Princesses of Power on Netflix. Season 5 is still available. It's out. It's new. And, uh, yeah, it's everyone's watching it. So, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, stay tuned. I'll be updating on my social media so you can go view my podcast. My podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Radio Podcast, and more. And I really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy during this quarantine. And uh, yeah, after this, I'm probably just going to sleep for five hours because, again, I think I need to crack my back again. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay safe and healthy. I love you guys. Bye. See you next week.